portion of the Cliff Notes Podcast is brought to you by Tully and Associates, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, John Anderson Insurance, Meyerhofer Funeral Home and Crematory, Miljavik Electric, Musser Construction, Greg Kastner, Voice of the Bishop of Blind Golden Eagles and the St. Joseph Mustangs, Brett and Angie Lawson, Travis and Amber DeBoard, Jason and Mary Watkins, Matt and Jenny Busby, Brian and Rebecca Viertaler, Furnithal Primary Care, Janelle Glidewell of Lightstar Financial, KT Logistics LLC, Hicks and Klein Funeral Home, James L. Griffin Law Firm of Maysville, Toby Prusman of Premier Land and Auction Group, Marge Roofing, the, the St. Joseph School District, Patrick Lyle Insurance, Sintas, High Hope Bar and Grill, HK Quality Sheet Metal, Robin Station Studer, Melissa Wynn, and Gabe Edgar. Thank you guys so much for your support and contribution to the Clip Notes Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody here to the Clip Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Groups. It is Saturday morning, October the 14th, 2023. It's edition of the Post-it Notes, also known as the Week 8 High School Football Postgame Show. And we're going to update you on state tennis and set you up with the schedule on Saturday. But let's go ahead let's get the show started on the Cliff Notes Podcast Game of the Week for Week 8 as I made the trip up to the Hound Pound for the first time in about a year to watch the Spoof Hounds take on Savannah in another installment of the Highway 71 Showdown. Spoof Hounds looking to win their 14th straight in the rivalry while Savannah is looking for their first win in the series since 2011. It all started out very, very quick for Maryville after taking about six minutes off the clock in the first quarter. Derek Quinlan was would rumble in for a about a one-yard touchdown run to make it 6-0 Maryville real quick here. But then Maryville was able to force a three and out. A 49-yard run by Delton Davis sets up, sets up another Derek Quinlan touchdown run. Makes it 12-0 Maryville. That would be the score that we would end the first quarter with. So Quinlan connects in the second quarter after another Savannah three and out. Quinlan would connect with fullback Tucker Turner on about a 35-yard pass, setting up a Quinlan touchdown pass for to Wyatt Garner for 37 yards. Makes it 18-0 spoof hounds. Another defensive stop by Maryville Quinlan, 25-yard touchdown pass to Don Allen, 25-0 spoof hounds. That would be the score that we would go into the half with. But Savannah would see a little bit of life coming in out of the second half. At about the 855 mark, Aiden connected. Hoffer connects with Jaden Martinez for about 40 yards. Makes it 25-7 spoof hounds. But Maryville would respond. A Sadlerville 53-yard touchdown run made it 32-7. Maryville, after Savannah would stall out on offense, Cade Chappelle would intercept Derek Quinlan, which on the very next play would set up a connected Hofford 82-yard quarterback scramble, a quarterback keeper. 32-13, Maryville would be the score that we would end the fourth quarter with. Now, Maryville would go, would punt on offense, but then Savannah would drive down the field again in the fourth quarter with about the six, around the six-minute mark. Delton Davis would seal the would seal the Maryville win with an interception, setting that up with a Sadler Veal one-yard touchdown run, made it thirty-nine to thirteen. Maryville. Savannah would get one more score before the end of the game with fifty seconds left. As Maddox Shoop connects with Jade with Zayden Snap 
on a touchdown pass, 39 to 20 would be our final score. And for the first and for the 14th straight year, Maryville wins the Highway 71 showdown with a 39 to 20 victory. Maryville is now seven and one on the season. They clinch at least a share of the Midland Empire Conference. They can clinch it outright with a win against Lafayette next Friday. Now let's go to some post-game interviews here. We're gonna begin from hearing. From the head coach of the Maryville Spoofhounds, Matt Webb. Coach, come out, you know, 25 um, straight points in the first half. Um, started fast in that one. Just um, talk about your thoughts on the um, first half and thoughts on the team's performance tonight. Well, I was very happy, especially with the way we, we came out and, and were really prepared. Um, after an emotional win last week against Luther North, I think a, an immature team would kind of, you know, rest on their laurels a little bit and then feel you know, overconfident and kind of be cocky about themselves. And, and we didn't do that. You know, we, we came ready to work this week. And um, <clears throat> that's a credit to our, our senior leadership and, and our kids on the team listening. Um, that's a credit to a mature football team that, that came out and was really focused. I was very pleased with the first half, obviously. And, and you know, defense, I think we gave up, you know, 30 yards to, you know, Kay Chappelle in the first half. And um, thought we really tackled well. I thought our run fits were, were really good. And then obviously offensively when, they came out with kind of a different scheme, a different plan to, you know, play a lot of three-man front and, and kind of drop eight in coverage, you know, and they had 22 back at safety. And when they do that, it, it takes, uh, again, some maturity. I was very happy, pleased with Coach Houchin. And, you know, they're going to give us some run lanes. Let's, let's take the run. So you saw Tucker Turner with it. You saw Derek run the ball a little bit more and, and get a couple of, you know, good runs and, and not force the issue on throwing the football. And then when they did sub in and went to a four-man front, you know, Derek was able to read it and we called some good plays and, and hit some passes to Delton. And uh, Wyatt or uh, Cole had another good catch there. And Boston had some good catches and, and uh, just thought we executed really well. That first drive, you converted uh, two fourth downs, I believe. And it seemed like all day those third and eights, like Derek was going to find an underneath, not necessarily, like you said, go for that big play. But just how nice is that to have him Staying calm in that situation and, and playing it smart and getting those first downs. Yeah, poised and, uh, you know, take what's there and, and be able to use his athleticism. He got out and ran a little bit and didn't, again, didn't force the issue when the ball wasn't there. Um, they kind of got some guys open, you know, and, and where they were able to kind of sit in some windows there and, and, and convert those third downs into first downs and move the chains. And then uh, Matthew Walters, a kid we talked about a couple weeks ago, stepping up for Derek when he goes out, and then you lose Boston, a huge part of your defense for this one. He comes in at safety. Just talk about that kid a little bit and his, his versatility and kind of help where needed. Not often do you see the backup quarterback going in there on defense. Yeah, he's, he's been our backup safety for a while, and he's gotten reps all season and, and um, you know, in practice and then done some things at lower-level games you know, in years past and being able to, to get snaps there. But, you know, it speaks a lot to him for, to kind of know the rules um, and then be be coached even though he's a backup and, you know, you don't know when your number's going to be called. But, yeah, very pleased with the way Matthew came in at safety and, and, and um, executed. Another another guy that cut it down to, I think, in the teens, made three scores there. And, and Sadler comes in and busts a 53-yard run, stepping up when, when Tucker gets hurt. So uh, talk about Sadler. He's been a huge part of your defense all year, obviously, and getting a little bit more carries now, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, just it's good depth. You know, it's good mixture. And, and um, you know, we're, we want to make a good playoff run here, and we're going to need that, you know, like a night like tonight where you get some – some injuries, some guys banged up, and you know whether it's an ankle or a knee or whatever. And um, 
you know, those holes don't happen without really good blocking. And, and that's Sadler being hopefully the first one to tell you, you know, they was blocked well and then he hit the seam and, and was able to take it, I think, 50 yards. And that was huge. But, uh, yeah, he, he made a really good run there and he's, he's done a good job. He actually did just tell us first thing. <laughs> that was the, um, and then the defensive line today, Cade Chappelle, uh, the quarterback, they, they can run the ball. And like you said, that first half was really good. He busted one, but other than that, it's been – it was – really uh stuffed up pretty well talk about your front seven a little bit yeah just a lot of good run fits a lot of good you know technique um it's a joy to coach them um because um they listen and um they apply it you know that was kind of earlier in the year you talk heard me talk a lot about learning week to week and um that was a lot of it is playing with technique up front and 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 they've done a great job of, of playing run fits and tonight was a great example of that being physical up front but um, fitting our run fits against a really good running team. What's it mean? I mean, you won this sign every year. You've been here. What's it mean to to keep that sign in Maryville and uh, and keep this rivalry on on your side? Well, you know, the message to the team is, you know, these guys, this group of seniors. You know, next week's senior night, and we'll we'll talk a lot about that. But this this group of guys doesn't know what it's like to not have the sign, um, and that was paved by guy by players older than them. So. Um, the message tonight is the younger guys on our team looking, looking to respond how the older guys played tonight. Um, there was a lot of character, a lot of culture, um, a lot of tradition never graduates. Um, all those things we talk about, you know, this, it's tradition for a, a metal sign, you know, that says 71 on it. It's put stickers on it, but they can't wait. I promise they can't wait till I put the score on this one and it's hung up in our locker room. That, that, that That's what they'll be remembered for. And that they'll remember this when they're old and gray like me and you and Clifton here. He doesn't have any hair, but he's going to get it. He's going to get some gray hair soon. Now, on the night, Derek Quinton officially, unofficially had 200 passing yards on the night. Also had some rushing yards as well. Did a very, very good job of keeping plays alive in the pocket. Just did a very good job in the first half. Accounted for all four touchdowns on his feet and with his arm. Quinlan took the time to talk to the media after the big win over Savannah. Derek, I think probably you could probably ask for you couldn't ask for a better first half way to start that game tonight with four touchdowns in the first half. Just talk about what you were seeing out there in the first half way to start the game. Yeah, just I mean we know what we're capable of, and we came out and I mean we executed, and we knew that coming into the game, if we played our game to the fullest potential, we would win this game, and I feel like that first half really showed that. Knocking off a team like Luther North, it would be easy to come in with a little bit of a hangover just. Obviously, you jumped on him quickly, like you said. What was what was kind of the key? What was the message all week with Savannah coming to town? Yeah, obviously, it was a quick turnaround because we played on a Saturday. But, I mean, the whole message from Luther North to now was just, I mean, that's all it was. Just be ready for to come in. They're, they were 6 one up around this rivalry that that sign's been here i'm guessing about as long as you can remember um how uh how what what's it mean your senior year to make sure that stays here yeah that was i mean that was one of our goals this this summer leading into the year was i mean coming in and beating savannah because we all i mean we have the stress of winning that for other players that have played before us that have paved the way and i mean i mean we showed it tonight so and that first half, you guys were behind the chains, maybe a little bit more than you are, not maybe like third and eights yeah, quite yeah. a bit. And it always seemed like one of you guys was making a play out there. Dell had a pretty great catch. Yeah. Boston had a big one. Just when you guys find yourself in that situation, how comfortable are you knowing that 
you got a lot of playmakers around you. Yeah, and I've said it all year. I mean, we've got playmakers all over the field, like running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, all of it, all of it. And I trust every single one to go make a play, and that's exactly what they did in that first half. We had, I think, I think a couple fourth downs also and converted them, and they made great catches, and, I mean, we just rolled from there. Another, uh, another one of those playmakers throw up tonight was Sadler. I yeah. mean, Tucker's Tucker's been doing great for you all year, and then he gets nicked up today, and Sadler comes in. They cut the lead down to whatever it was, yeah, yeah, and the teens there, and he breaks yeah. a 53-yarder. So, talk yeah. about Sadler. Yeah, that, I mean, he's a great runner. He, he runs so hard, and, I mean, he finds a hole, and he's a great linebacker, too, and he knew that once Tucker went out for a little bit, he knew he could go make a difference. So, it's exactly what he did. He went and made a difference and he I mean took a little pressure off of me what's the what's the feeling like when that first half's going you guys are scoring touchdowns every time and your defense is also turning around getting yeah. three and outs you just feel that momentum start to what's it like kind of going out there knowing that you guys are kind of all clicking together yeah and I mean same thing like we were up I think 25 and a half and last year when we played them in the district championship we were up two possessions and I mean, we came out slow, and they scored two on us quick and went up, and then we we won at the end, obviously. But um, just like the whole mindset going into halftime even was, I mean, we know what they're capable of, so we got to keep playing our game, and I feel like we did that. Again, thank you so much to head coach Matt Webb and quarterback Derek Quinlan for joining the media to talk after the game. Maryville once again 7-1. and one. On the season, Savannah is 6-2. Maryville clinches at least a share of the NBC. Could clinch it outright next week with a win against Lafayette on senior night. Other 11-man football scores, including how about this thriller at Noise Field Central coming up just short in a thriller with Class 6 District 8 implications with Suburban Red Conference implications. Oak Park was able to pick up the win 44-43 to in a back-and-forth game. Great fight from the Central Indians all game long. Nothing to be ashamed about against one of the best teams in the entire state at Oak Park. And the MEC St. Pius hung 83 on Lafayette to get an 83-14 win over the Fighting Irish Cameron Defeats Benton 42-12. to And then in non-conference action, Chillicothe stepping out of conference action this week. They fall to Odessa 49-6. to KCI, East Buchanan wins their 21st straight game of their of this winning streak. Defeating May Buchanan 35-6 in the Battle of the Buchanans. How about this one? For the second straight year, North Platte taking home the tobacco stick with a 44-0 win over West Platte. Lawson in a rivalry game defeating Lathrop. 19 to 14. Penny stepping out of conference action into non conference action. They defeat Wellington Napoleon 56 to 24. Grand River Conference. How about Milan 28 to 7 over Polo? Now, Milan right now got themselves at least a share of the Grand River Conference Championship. A win next week would clinch the outright title there. For the Milan Wild, for the Milan Wildcats, Trent defeats Gallatin forty-five to fourteen. Maysville over Putnam County forty-two to twenty in a non-conference action. South Harrison defeats Scotland County thirty-eight to six. Kansas action: Troy over Onega forty-eight to thirteen. Centralia over Riverside forty-six to eight. Again, Troy and Riverside in Week Nine next week at 
Wathita. That will be our Cliff Notes Podcast Week 9 game of the week. Sabatha keeps their undefeated season going with a 55-6 win over Horton Marysville over Hiawatha 28-0. Silver Lake shuts out Marhill Mount Academy 16-0. Atchison continuing their undefeated season with a 42-0 win over Perry LaCompton and Jackson Heights over ACCHS 46 to 26. Amen football now. St. Joe Christian picking up their third straight win with an 80 to 44 win over Princeton. Worth County 62 to 8 over King City. That clinches the GRC West for the Worth County Tigers. Big time win there for Coach um, for Coach Adwell and Worth County. Stanbury shuts out North Andrew 38 to nothing. Pattonsburg, how about this one? Picking up a huge win over Albany in a high scoring affair, 90 to 66. Was the final score of that one? South Holt over Mount City, fifty-four to six, clinches at least a share of the Highway Two Seventy-Five Championship. Platte, Platte Valley over DeKalb, sixty to nothing. Donnelly Valley over Stewartsville, Osborne, fifty-six to nothing. East Atchison over Rockport, thirty-six to sixteen. And Plattsburgh keeping their undefeated season alive, doing seven and zero. They defeated Concordia, fifty-three. To 13, and then the last eight man football game of the night Blue Valley out of Randolph defeats Donovan West 54 to 6. Let's go into state tennis now. Class 2 state tennis on the Missouri side. We talked about Emily Weddle getting to the semifinals on Thursday. On Friday, she would fall in both of her matches in the semifinals. She fell to Rachel Lee out of MICDS. And in the third place game, Weddle would lose to Stephanie Wong out of Melville. Congratulations to Emily Weddle. A tremendous way to, to end your high school tennis career with a fourth place finish at State. In Class 1, Benton's Maddie Burwright's run to a state championship would come to an end. In the first round, she lost to Christy Tejeda at a Kennett to to one. Savannah's Iris Alvarez is back in the semifinals, defeating Lucy Pace out of North County, sweeping her, and then defeating Elizabeth Smith out of Monet and sweeping her as well. Iris Alvarez will be in the semifinals on Saturday against Anya Singh out of Clayton. That is a rematch of last year's semifinals where Singh defeated Alvarez. So let's go into doubles play now. Sage Blake and Maddie Till's play ends in the first round. They were defeated by Reeves and Zimmerman out of Clayton. Two to nothing. And then Isabella, uh, Riley Washburn and Isabel Gar are in the semifinals. They defeated Jillian and Hofer out of Lafayette County and defeated Saw and Gwynn out of Clayton. They are in the rematch. They will face off against Bean and McAtee. Of Holcomb in the semifinals today for a shot to play for a state championship or with a loss, they will play for third there in the class one doubles tournament. Now we got a big schedule coming up on Saturday. Now we got um some some district softball coming up here throughout the day, throughout the afternoon today. Class three district eight that's taking place at Heritage Park. In St. Joseph, the one-seeded Chillicothe Hornets will take on the Lafayette Fighting Irish, who are the four-seed. That is at 10 a.m. And then at noon, the 2-3 matchup between Savannah and Benton. Winner of those two games will meet for Monday night's 
District Championship, Class 2 District 7, and Bibby Kidd host Dragons, the number one seed, or taking a fourth seed in Lawson. That is at 11 a.m., following by at 1 p.m., North Platte and Plattsburgh. That is the 2-3 matchup there. And Fawcett, Class 2 District 6 in Trenton. Number one seed, South Harrison. They are facing number fifth seeded Brookfield at 10 a.m. And then right after that at noon, second seeded Marceline is taking on third seeded Trenton, who is the host of Class 2 District 6. Class 1 District 8, four matchups in District 8 and 7 apiece. How about one seeded Worth County defeating Stanbury? Um, they are actually playing Stanbury at 9.30 this morning. Want to give a shout-out to Brooklyn Richardson, senior pitcher for Worth County. Has an ERA just above one. She announced her commitment to Graceland for softball. Congratulations to Brooklyn on that commitment to Graceland for softball. Again, Worth County is playing Stanbury this morning at 9.30. That is one versus nine there at the host Stanbury. Four-seeded Northeast Nottaway is facing fifth-seeded Princeton. That is 11 a.m. Second-seeded Platte Valley is facing the seventh-seed Gilman City at 12.30. And then they will round out the day there at Stanbury with third-seeded Albany taking on sixth-seeded North Harrison at 2 p.m. Class 1, District 7 at Maysville. Polo's the number one seed in that bracket. They are taking on ninth-seeded Stewartsville Osborne at 11 a.m. They defeated DeKalb on Thursday night. Fourth seeded North Andrew is facing fifth seeded Pattonsburg. A couple GRC West rivals there at 12:30 today. Gallatin, the second seed in that tournament, is facing seventh seeded at host Maysville at 3 p.m. And then we will end the day at Maysville with third seeded Bishop Mabla taking on sixth seeded King City. That is taking place at 5 p.m. Also, let's run down the rest of the schedule. High school football today in St. Joseph today. At 1 p.m., Bishop LeBlanc is hosting Greenfield. LeBlanc is 3-3 three and three on the season, looking to run their record at 4-3. and three. High school volleyball also going on today at 4 p.m. East, East Buchanan is at Lawson today. That will more than likely probably decide the KCI there is lost. East Buchanan lost to the two top teams in the KCI. They are playing at 4-30. Today there in Lawson. Ben is at the Great Valley Tournament. And Mid Buchanan is at the Versailles Tournament. MIAA football today is another installment of the Highway 71 showdown. On the college side, Northwest Missouri State is at Missouri Western. Maybe for the first time. Maybe in forever. Missouri Western seems like they are the favorite on paper. They have rebounded very nicely since losing to Central Missouri back and week one, they picked up the big win over Emporia State a couple of weeks ago. And then picking up a win over Washburn last week. Northwest, you know, three and three, um, three and three overall on the season. Their Northwest rebounding very nicely with a big win over Central Oklahoma last week from a big day on the ground from Jay Harris. Bearcats and Griffins today, 1 p.m. They're at Spratt Stadium. Other MIAA games going on today. Washburn is at Emporia State. Nebraska Cardi is at Fort Hayes State. Lincoln is at Central Oklahoma. Pitt State and Missouri Southern. That should be a real interesting one there. And Joplin Southern looking to rebound from a two-game skid. They have the top-ranked team in the MIAA, third-ranked overall nationally in Pittsburgh State. Central Missouri is the other game in the MIAA. They are at Northeastern State there. And Tahlequah, Heart of America Conference, Benedictine is at Central Methodist 
today. Also, the Big 12 today, number 23-ranked Kansas is at Oklahoma State. Unranked Kansas State is at Texas Tech. And in the SEC, Missouri looking to get themselves back at the top 25. They have 24th-ranked Kentucky there in Lexington. That will do it for today's edition of the Post-it Notes. Want to thank Maryville head coach Matt Webb. Also want to thank quarterback Derek Quinlan for joining the media to talk about the big win for Maryville last night over Savannah. We will be back later on tonight for another edition of the Post-it Notes as we run down all these softball scores, Northwest and Missouri Western, and so much more. We will have that for you on tonight's edition of the Post-it Notes. Hope you guys enjoy your day today, and we will see you back here later tonight.